yeah, not too bad. I'm I'm amazed that you know who I am. Boris but it's just Johnson a way doesn't... to say, who are you? For people that don't who know, I? who are you? Oh. I've no idea. Have you no idea? But you've got away with it for some time, not knowing who you are. You've done well I'm out happy. of it. <laughs> You're looking really well. You oh, look good. I like all this. Oh, do you know something? I am so fat. I wanted to talk to you about WW because I downloaded Please. the app. I cannot work it at all. Oh, fucking really right. You have to have a station. No, no could you send it. help? Could you send help? I will send. Please, I think it's her name Susie. Is she your coach? Because I follow her. She's spoken to me a couple of times. But I am a Good. fat bastard, Lorraine, and I really need help. Oh no, honestly, You're not a fat bastard. Like, I know Boris doesn't know me either, but, you know, I'm a Teletubby love. And I need to get back in a tankini. So I need I help because I can't. Because I emailed them the other day and I went, I'm about to go on the keto diet because I don't understand this. And they oh, went, no, don't go on that. That's horrible. That does bad things to your innards. It is quite difficult initially. But yeah. see, once, see once you get, I mean, it is all about just getting, um, as long as you can put in your food and what you're doing and what you, you know, see, once you get that and then it's fine. What I'm struggling um, is the point thing I understand and I know what my allowance is, but it's when they go, put in this and you put in chicken dance sack and then it comes up with Jean from Kittyminster's chicken dance sack <laughs> that's like three I, points and you're I like, go. who is Jean? I, what is Kittyminster? <laughs> exactly. I'm, and I, I don't want almonds. I'm concerned that you know Lorraine's uh, coach and all the rest of it. You sound like a stalker. Well, did you know what? No, Look, no, I've no. stalked Lorraine on and off for years. She fully <laughs> understands. You know, we, we're technically both young ladies from Dundee. <laughs> this is very true. But that's very the thing, true. isn't it? That people People always think because of your Dundonian husband and a presence in Dundee for many years that people think you're Dundonian. Yeah, they do, which is fine. Which I'm is fine. Happy. And you've I done. I'm originally Glasgow, but yeah. yeah. And then you were East Kilbride. East Kilbride, Glasgow, until. Shut up! Is that Weight Watchers? <laughs> Same <Simi> as fat. <laughs> Susie! <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised Smidgen isn't joining in with this. Smidgen, she's, can you She's above it? this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. A riot of dogs. You little jobby, right? Will you behave oh, yourself? Hello. We're trying to be professionals here, baby. Oh, we're, we're busy. Hello. Have you got her living with you permanently now? Yeah, well, just until Rosie, um, she's. She's working at Hello Magazine and then she also has two dog like a baby. And she's also working for Times Radio, so the hours are a bit weird. Right. So she's looking for somewhere in London. But I'm dead happy having her here. But she's only been here for about three weeks. Right. Um, but hopefully she'll she won't find anywhere and then Ruby can just stay here with me. Yeah. Forever. And she gets on with Angus. <laughs> Oh, yeah, look yeah, at her kissing you're annoying, aren't you? You're, you're quite annoying. <laughs> you are beautiful. <laughs> I'll take you out for a walk in a minute. Just quiet. So, just just going back to the Boris thing and whatever, because you had you had the scoop last week, didn't you, with Angela Rayner? Yeah, that was really nice, Angela Rayner. This is what's really lovely about having been doing the show for so long mm -hmm. is that there's that trust thing, mm -hmm. and she she knew that if she came on. You know, I'm not going to, it's a, it's a difficult thing. It's a wee bit like yesterday's interview with uh, that Susanna did with Boris Johnson, yes. which was brilliant. Yeah. And it was brilliant because she let him speak. She wasn't trying to point score. Mm -hmm. She was just trying to get to the heart of the matter. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't kind of two alpha males. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it, was, it was a forensic, really intelligent mm -hmm. interview. She'd absolutely done her homework. And he was on the ropes. Mm -hmm. Because he's he's broad strokes, you know, he's not attention to detail. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it was really interesting. Um, yeah, and I think sometimes uh, I think it's safe fair to say that an awful lot of politicians, particularly men, they underestimate um daytime and the way that they underestimate, you know, like maybe commercial radio, but they definitely um they definitely underestimate breakfast time and, and daytime. I've had that all my career. It's yeah. actually quite useful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that you say too. that Boris doesn't have attention to detail, which is exactly, I mean, how on earth he doesn't know who you are. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think yeah, that, it's just that. I, I mean, said I to Bruce, I'd be. Too, I 
I said to Bruce, I'd be furious if he didn't know who I was. Yeah, but he doesn't know, know who you are. <laughs> Realising you, of you course You have to drop doesn't. it, for goodness sake. No, what I wanted oh, to ask you about the Angela thing was, um, that was all compared to Basic Instinct. And I remember going back to the Lee Francis programme, Bo Selector, where oh, you God. were one of the characters. And I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it was fairly oh, graphic. No, well, it was that yeah, whole kind of, kind of see McGrawler thing. And... I, I just, I never understood it, to be honest with you. Did you complain back then? Did you say anything? Um, no. You know, do you speak to him now? I didn't complain. I should have. I should have, actually. To mm. be, I, I, I should have. To be honest, I never saw it. And I, I, I right. genuinely didn't because I didn't watch the show. Um, and I was actually very, very upset at the portrayal of Craig David because I he's a pal adore yours, Craig he? David. Yeah. He's like, but well, he's like the son I never had. I absolutely adore him. He's the kindest, loveliest man. And that absolutely derailed his career. I mean, there is no question of it. Of course, he's a brilliant artist and got over yeah. it. But for a few years, that, that did badly affect him and, and his career. Um, and with me, I've just found it, it was it was really distasteful. It was, it was really horrible. And yeah. I complained. I should have complained at the time. And I certainly would complain now. I think mm -hmm. any woman would. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's different times. Um, but the portrayal of everybody was actually very cruel on that show. I was certainly not, you know, I was one of many. Oh, yeah. um, and nobody, nobody sort of came out of it particularly well. And it was uh, and it was a different time. But that doesn't really excuse it. It, it, it really was horrible. I, rem I remember yeah. people saying, "Well, we had Nick Ead on the show, and he was oh, very friendly with yeah with with Mel B at the time, and that really oh. affected her." Um, but that was horrible. I mean, you'd never get away with that now, though. You'd no. never get away with that. No. Absolutely what was, not. What was the point of it? Was it just to drag people down? Was it was it just to undermine well, no, no, and to bully? What was what yeah. was the in entertainment value? supposed to be. I, I think I, it was meant to be an irreverent look at celebrities okay. and have them as kind of really mm. exaggerated versions of themselves. Yeah, and that's and, fine. Listen, yeah. they can take the out of me as much as of they like. Course. I don't care. Of I course. genuinely don't. But I just think that crossed a line. And certainly when you look back on it now, from, you know, the way that I think people have all changed and moved on as we all have to, and yeah. um, like, it's shocking, actually. Yeah, because I remember he'd, he'd done Michelle, and I'm not even going to say what he did with Michelle, and I just thought, oh. that's so unnecessary. It's so base. You know, so, so we've got, we're in a better place now. Yeah. Although there's still, you know, when you see things like Angela Rayner um, and you hear comments like that, um, and the fact that she had to come on my show and, and she said I'm slacks. deliberately wearing a trouser. So yeah. Caroline notes, the Tory MP the day before, we mm -hmm. were actually talking about HRT shortages, but we obviously talked about what happened with Angela. Um, and, and she said, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you. And I'm, again, she had made the conscious decision to wear trousers because in order to be taken seriously or in order not to distract, mm -hmm. for God's sake, it's 2022. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, th this is not good. The only thing that is good is that it has got people going, what? What's going on? You know, and yeah. that's that's great. And I think that's where certainly programmes like mine and certainly daytime generally mm -hmm. can hopefully push the debate on in, in, in maybe a way that others don't or can't. So mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I, I love about about my job that we can highlight things and and move on the conversation. But that's exactly it. the fact that it does highlight something that people didn't even realise was a problem or an issue mm -hmm. or, you know, oh, I don't know what you're complaining about. You don't look, people don't look at you like that or, you know, so for something like that to happen and for it to, to blow up like that is a really good yeah. way to go. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is what at we deal with. Absolutely. It sparks the conversation. And I mean, you know, my daughter came home from Singapore. She lived in Singapore for about, mm -hmm. oh gosh, almost four and a half years and then came back home just uh, the, the first lockdown. She came mm -hmm. back just in uh, just before that all really, you know, came down. She had to isolate and all the rest of it. Of course she did. Um, but I had to come up with a conversation with her that I found quite heartbreaking, actually, which was... This is not Singapore. You cannot walk home on your own. You know, you can't leave your drink in the bar. You can't do all of these things. And of course, she's in London. But equally, if she was in Glasgow, Aberdeen, Birmingham, Manchester, Newcastle, Belfast, I would have had the same conversation. Mm. And that's terribly sad, you know, talking to a, telling young women that that's how it is. Yeah. yeah. And that's really, and it's only when you're in that position that you know, and we've obviously had the high-profile, dreadful tragedies of young women getting getting murdered, getting attacked, mm -hmm. and all of this. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, really sad. There has to be a real 
a real sea change, I think. Uh, and shift. I thought we were getting it, but then it's like, yeah, it's like one step forward, you know, kind of two steps back sometimes. That's how it feels like. But we've just got to keep talking. And I know that women of my daughter's age will not stand for the kind of things, for example, you talked about you talked about that show um you know that generation would stand for that yeah. quite rightly my quite youngest rightly. is 19 and you know and she dresses ah. the way that she feels that she wants to dress and so, she feel and so she should but it is Absolutely. i think a generational thing and i had a conversation with finn going you know just you know because she you know she looks amazing but i worry yeah. for her because she looks well, amazing she and that you know and she's very you know the confidence and you know the real strength of just going, it's my body, I'll, you know, I'll wear what I want mm -hmm. and, you know, and nobody can tell me that I can't and nobody has any right to, to do or take anything from me. And it is that thing that is, a, I, I'm so proud of that generation that I just didn't have that confidence oh. to kind of, and would go, if somebody had inappropriately, uh, you know, touched me or said something, go, mm -hmm. oh, well, I was dressed like that, so it was my own fault, mm -hmm. that the younger generation go, ah, absolutely not. I know. Get away it's good, from me. It? And it's, it's brilliant. It's I'm like, yeah, go, go tell them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I yeah. think we've got a lot more, there's a lot more pressure in a way that I didn't have. Thank God I didn't have social media when I was growing up or when yeah. I first started on TV because I would have been absolutely slaughtered. Mm -hmm. um, and as, as you know, as, as a lot of people do. And I would have found that very, very difficult to deal with. So they've got a whole new thing to deal with in that respect. And that's not just no, absolutely. that happens to people that are on TV. That happens to people that just happens to women, particularly women mm -hmm. generally, although it happens to, to young men as well, sadly. Um, and that's... I hate to see that. I hate to see that that cruelty. Yeah. You know that you know because before. I mean, I had a little bit of being bullied at school. Not not terribly bullied, but I was. You know, um. But when I get home into my house with my mum and my dad and my wee brother, that was it. Nobody could get me. Yeah. Whereas yeah. they can get you now twenty four seven on that device, and it's very simple to say, oh well, don't go on social media. But kids, that is they've grown up with it. It's mm -hmm. it's part of their life, and, yeah. and the way that I guess we grew up with. Bunty and Twinkle magazine, if you're over certain Some age. of us still do. And, but also very much we were brought up as boys and girls. And, you know, I see my daughter with the conversations and the friendship groups that she has that's really mixed group, that the conversations that young boys and girls or men and women have together mm. are much more open and honest and you know, and and together, and, you know, because yeah. I always stuck to my girls and the the boys were this kind of, ooh, you know, sort of, we See, didn't quite I'm... know who they were and it was all quite exciting. But the conversation, there was very little dialogue that was real between boys and girls when I was growing up. It's much better now with the younger ones. See, I feel I was a bit of a trailblazer having been uh, a, a Jesse before even I was conceived. I was just in the ether, just, just reading people to filth. And, <laughs> and I always remember, because like at playtime in primary school, I used to play Dynasty um, with um, Angela. Obviously. Well, clearly. Obviously. And you know who I was. Yes. Well, of course I do. Bitch, please. <laughs> But that was the thing, and my mum used to get really upset about it. And then I remember we'd been to London. And you, Alexis. Duh, Alexa. Yes, of course. Sean, you know, I, I know a makeup artist. I've met her. I've had a cheese. That's not a euphemism. I remember being at the Festival Theatre, and we got asked backstage, and she, she, because you've interviewed her a couple of times. And oh, I love her. My niece is the same age as Rosie, and I always said to Katie, I said, if a guy gives you any hassle, you kick him straight in the spadoobies and scream until the police come. And she went, "Thanks, Uncle Bruce. That's great advice." I've always, <laughs> but I remember being there, and she came in and. Katie went like that, she went, oh, you can tell what that phrase, they've got something about them. Because she's tiny oh, yeah. and she marches in and she means business. PLB, oh, totally. public ladies <laughs> business. Yes, and I remember, um, I, I don't know if I've said it on here before, and Katie went, you have to go and get your photo taken with her so we can send it to Auntie Mar, because obviously it's the people in Dundee that want to know what's going on. And I said, oh, Katie, I'm too fat. And she said, well, you're a year too late with that one, go and get your photo. So Joan, <laughs> Alan said, don't touch Joan, don't touch the dame, right? Because, I shouldn't say this, but I will. Um, apparently, she wears that long Vivian Westwood ring, not for arthritis reasons, but Linda Evans apparently stood on her finger during a fight. <gasps> so you're not, not allowed to, yes, you're not allowed to shake her hand. So of course I'm like that, because I'm three bottles of Prosecco's in, I'm like, hello, Dame Joan. <laughs> she, yeah. So she put her arms around me and I went, what are you doing? She went, I'm trying to find my light, darling. And the light was the front of the vending machine and that's where we got our photo taken. She found it. Well, that that's, that's, 
that is the definition of a diva. Absolutely. That's the women uh, who knows. And lovely big Percy. He he was lovely. Oh no, she doesn't oh. give a shit. Um, no, she doesn't. No, she, she, no, she, 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 she's Joan Collins. Exactly. I think you yeah. get to a level of success that you can afford not to give. You do whatever you want. Now, yeah. the funny what thing ever. is, Lorraine, when you began, did you ever think you would join that elitist club of females <laughs> who are only known by their first name? Nigella, Kylie, Madonna, oh, Lorraine. I know not oh, in Downing Lara. Street. We can move on. <laughs> but... Totes. <laughs> totes. Um, because when you began... Your image was so different because you had the big kind of Deirdre Rashid lunettes. <laughs> yes. Do you remember? And God bless Anne Kirkbride, one of this nation's greatest actresses, as far as I'm concerned. Do you know that I got a mention on Coronation Street with those glasses? It was the first time ever. Really? And I honestly, I couldn't believe what I saw. I couldn't believe, first of all, that anybody in Coronation Street would, would know who I was. And then and Deirdre, Deirdre goes into a, an optician and says, I want glasses, look with <laughs> Oh my! But you've been you've been mentioned in Coronation Street a few times, and you're a big fan. I'm a big fan. That's high praise. I was shot in the leg with an arrow. Sally Webster. It was amazing. By by Gail. Gail. By Gail. 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 Yes, it was Gail. Sally's tunics. Gail <laughs> shot me in the leg with an arrow, um, and it was the silliest, maddest thing in the world. It was like I crawled into my TV. But but yes, you know, you were talking about what I, what I used to look like. It was the 80s in my defence. Oh, I'm not saying there was you anything know? wrong with it. I'm it, just saying you really no, have No, it was. It was terrible. When I look at it now, I look older than I do now. But that was what the 80s were, were, were like. But, you know, you say image. I didn't really ever think like that. I just was always, especially when I was a reporter, mm -hmm. I, was I was always getting into trouble as a reporter on telly for looking not looking polished. Right. Because because for me the the big thing was I had to get the story. You know, that was the main mm. thing. And I was on I was on my own, you know, which in some ways was a good thing. It's just you and you just got on with it. But the last thing in the world I would be thinking about would be what I looked like. And if you mm. look back <laughs> at some of the footage, you can see. Um so I find it really weird when I was asked to come down and be on the telly that there was all that your hair and your makeup mm. and clothes and all of that. And I've never really been that comfortable with that because and out of work, I don't wear any makeup. My hair's up in a wee ponytail most of the time, and it's tracksuits. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not great at, at, at fashion. I'm interested in it. I think it's fascinating. Well, I remember, I'm not in very your, good. I remember in your book, it was the first year of the snow, and me and the dog had book club in 2011. And the two books I got that year was Between Me and You from Laza, because I call you Laza. <laughs> and the other one was My Story, Danny Minogue. She blocked me on Twitter. Have a word, we'll move on. And I remember... <laughs> Living in Leith, eating cheese, reading those books. And I remember your quote was, I've always been more Georgia Asda than Giorgio Armani. Absolutely. That's and that's true. Quote. That's a, isn't there isn't there nothing better than going to the supermarket for a loaf, a pint of milk, and then you go, Oh my god, I can I can buy a frock. Yeah, my friend did it yesterday in Nutmeg and Morrison's in Granton. <laughs> a tunic. Lovely. <laughs> there you are. Twelve you pounds. Are. Well, there's I, something very good about that. I have, it might be a stupid question, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. They often are. They Continue. Often are. Yeah, I, I apologise in advance. Yeah. She's a busy woman. You've no idea. The voices, the voices. The abuse, the abuse I have to take, Lorraine. The word salads that we have to, to differentiate. You. Oh, wish your mouth. Continue, use Anyways, your words. No, I'm just very interested because you interview, so when you sing, interviewing Joan Collins a couple of times, that all the different people that you interview, A, how much influence do you have over people that you interview and B, what do you do if you have to have an interview with somebody that you genuinely don't like? Right, well that's a great question because um, obviously there's going to be people that, that you don't um, I've never, I would never ban anyone because I'm not into banning anything um, the only person that I actually genuinely wouldn't have on the show is Katie Hopkins, and that was years ago. She's a busted plush now. She was then. Mm -hmm. Nobody's interested in what she has to say. Mm -hmm. I don't see the point of somebody have, uh, having somebody on who just basically spouts hate. 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 Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Nonsense, right? So, like no. a pantomime but, villain, isn't she? Yeah, there's, yeah, panto, sheer panto, and I can't be bothered, you know, life's too short. Um, and why give someone like that the oxygen of publicity? But I, I would never, I mean, th that aside, mm -hmm. because I actually think that person's dangerous, is, um, no, I, I, I have spoken, weirdly, I, I, I always have um, an open mind, and I'm 
it's always a real disappointment if it's somebody that you really, really like and admire. I mean, I say you really like, I mean, you really like their work because yeah. you don't know the actor or, mm-hmm. or whatever. You don't really. Um, and that's always a little bit of a, of a disappointment. There's people you know are going to be tricksy. Right. And you know that. So you have to be really on top of your game. But I do have, like, I mean, you know, I do. We're always it's a democracy and it's a small team, and and we'll just all throw ideas around. And um, you know, we have a list. Obviously, a lot of it's dictated by who's in town. Like yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch this week was here because obviously there's the big movie, the Doctor Strange movie, and we were lucky enough to get one of the slots to interview him. And he was, as you'd imagine, absolutely brilliant. And I would have been devastated if he'd been horrible. And yeah. yeah. um, I really would have been. But most people, let's be honest, you know, really, and um, they're on to sell something. So by and large, they're going to be very nice to me. What I really object to is if they're not very nice to my lovely team Mm -hmm. or my crew, because that's unforgivable, absolutely unforgivable to be rude or disdainful of the person who is doing their job to make you up or whatever it may be. But by and large, people are nice. Harrison Ford was grumpy. I just think I got him on a wrong day. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to somebody who maybe has made a movie that they don't really believe in anymore, it hasn't turned out right or something like that. Bruce Willis is very difficult because I think he just is bored with the whole process. I know Mm -hmm. he's more or less tired now through health reasons. But he wasn't, you know, you you could just tell that he he just couldn't be bored. He just couldn't be bored. And then, on the other hand, you have somebody like, say, Tom Hanks, Mm -hmm. who knows that he's got to do this. And makes it really enjoyable for everyone because mm-hmm. he says, look, I've got to do this. This is part of my deal. I know I've got to go in and, and publicise my movie. I might as well have a good time. Yeah. And you might as well have a good time. Yeah, why I make it difficult for everyone? The best attitude, don't you think? That's interesting what you're saying about your team because that is one of, one of the few good lessons my parents gave me um, was that always look, if you're with somebody, always look at how they treat the staff to get an insight, totally. to get an insight totally. as to their yeah. personality. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so if they're rude bar staff or you know waitress, oh, waiters or anything, it really is a it's a, a shortcut You're into so somebody's ready. nastiness. So right. And I worked as a waitress, I've worked in a bar, I know what it's like, it's the mm-hmm. hardest bloody job in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can be really, really disdainful of you. And I, I just, I, I don't, I, yeah. I can't. You're and right, if anybody would do that, Mm-hmm. Going back to the single name club, where are you nervous? Oh, <laughs> where are you nervous? I'm trying to float Bunty, by the way, not the magazine, <laughs> just my nickname. Uh, no, where are you nervous when you went to meet the big O? Oh, gosh, yes. Were I mean, you? That was, oh, you're kidding me? Oh, well, no, like, because the way that I would look at it is, I'm Laza, this is my shizzle. If she doesn't oh. like me, she can do one. Um... <laughs> no, she was Again, if if she hadn't turned out to be what I thought she was, I would have been absolutely And um, I took along one of my producers uh, with me because he adored her and he literally sat in the corner sobbing. He was so happy because she was so nice <laughs> and she was chatting away. She was really exactly what you would expect. Very intelligent, no nonsense, but very warm and friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for the movie that she did... Um, the movie about the butler in the White House, you know, all the different, all the different, mm. and he, he, it was a true story. It was a fantastic, I think it was just called The Butler, actually. And she was in that, and uh, that was, that was great. She was, yeah, she, she was a, a sort of masterclass in how to put people at ease. Because, of course, everybody around about her is all like, oh, like this, you know, and, and quite uh, in awe, as, mm-hmm. as, as they would be. And she just sets the tone. It's mm. that thing of setting the tone. Um, and making everybody feel happy and comfy was lovely. Is she one of your pinnacles or are there other great mountains you wish to scale in terms of Oh, of yeah, definitely. Could I mean, you have that, a word you, with you Madonna <laughs> for the good of the world and <laughs> just say, Hen, I love you. I think Madonna would be, I think Madonna would be an amazing, yeah. obvious, amazing person. It wouldn't be easy. No. Uh, I nearly interviewed Lady Gaga, but we were waiting for her. Now, uh, we were waiting for for hours. It was a long, long time ago. Um, it was well, but it must be about five or six years ago. And we were going to pre-record it after the show. Mm-hmm. And all of my crew were up at three in the morning. I mean, they're they're there for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. They need to get home to their beds. Yeah. Uh, and by one o'clock in the afternoon, when she hadn't appeared, we just kind of gave up and thought, let's go home. But that's nothing compared with Ross King, who waited for Ozzy Osbourne for three days. <laughs> Can you come back? And was like, okay. Oh my god! Because that happened. There was a David. <laughs> that's a record. Right? 
there was a David Bailey documentary and he was interviewing Kate Moss. He was doing his things with the models and he said, Kate, oh, yeah. you're always a couple of hours late. And she was like, oh, it's just in my DNA. She went, but I'm not like Naomi. And he went, well, no, she's like three days late. Wow. <laughs> you know, she turns oh, up three, four. <laughs> Have you interviewed her? Um, I interviewed Kate Moss years and years ago. And I think it's one of the very, very few interviews that she's done, broadcast interviews that, right. that she's done. And she was really sweet and really quiet and mm. really you know like when you see she, she was very quiet and we and then when you see her in front of a camera like taking still photographs yeah. or, or walking down a catwalk you go. millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improved jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist visit juvederm.com that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com not for people with severe allergic reactions allergies to lidocaine or the proteins used in juvederm common side effects include injection site redness swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Yeah. And anybody that's trying to walk down a catwalk, you know you just think, oh, we're going to save their paid fortunes and mold their dreams, put one foot in front of another. I mean, most of us, and certainly me, galump. We just go lump. We don't have that. I've got a white gate. Some of them look like... Yeah, I'm I'm I've got a very sturdy We're of comely peasant stock. (laughs) We are. We should be carrying water to an emergency on our shoulders, not skipping around in Louboutins. They do. I mean, it's... Yeah, but yeah. Naomi Campbell, I think I interviewed her. Remember, she she brought a novel out. um, Swan. Good for that. Very nice. Very, again... You know, there's a there's a window, there's a sort of glass pane in front mm-hmm. of a lot of these people. They hide behind, and I get that completely. Mm. Understand that. How do you cope with your own celebrity and fame in <laughs> terms of no? But generally, because but you're so accessible and so approachable. If you're just going about your day to day business, do people just feel that they can just come up and chat to you, oh, no, or do people leave do. you alone, or what? No, they do. I mean, I don't really get out much because I've got the social life of a toddler because I'm not there. <laughs> but um, when I'm wandering around, I mean, what's the, the, the funniest thing is when like maybe Steve and I are, are going shopping or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and people come up and start chatting away, and I can see the panic in his eyes because he thinks it's somebody that we know really well because they're chatting away to me, and mm-hmm. I'm chatting away to them. And I can see him going, "I don't know this person's name." I don't, you know, and at the you know the end of the conversation, bye bye. And he goes, who, who, "How do we know them?" And I go, "No, we don't." Goes, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> 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 he would be going, "Oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember." So no, but people are very nice and they're very kind, and they do they do um, come up and just say, and they're always really. And I think that's lovely. And mm-hmm. when people say to me they feel that they know me because 
primarily because I've been on the telly for gosh nearly well, about 38 years or something mad like that because I started in breakfast telly in 1984 mm-hmm. which wow. is bonkers before even mobile phones were a thing because it was just you and Christopher <laughs> Biggins on the TV in those stages it was three channels was you were on one he was on two <laughs> Biggins hilarious isn't he he's absolutely hilarious oh she likes to drink another good survivor yes yeah Yeah, but did you expect your career to last as long did you want it to last as long did you want it to go where it's gone well gosh i'm very lucky and the things that i've been able to do and the things that hopefully i'll continue to do Mm -hmm. um i i I didn't i didn't ever have a plan though i mean i certainly didn't plan to be sitting on a sofa Mm -hmm. for me i was just i was always wanting to be a, a you know, a, a journalist, that's what I wanted mm. to do. And, and being a correspondent covering my country for TVAM all those years ago was such a was such a privilege. And it really was only because I covered things like the Paper Alpha disaster mm. and, and Lockerbie. It was after Lockerbie that I got asked to come down and do the, the news, the news hour, the six to seven hour uh, for, for TVAM. And from there, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Right place at right time. And mm. I always thought I was just going back and then somebody went off on, a, on an extended holiday, somebody left. And I just filled the gap for a while. And then I think eventually they just thought, oh, well, we might as well just keep her there. (laughs) (laughs) Really? And then then. so many regime changes. It's been crazy when you think of all the different name changes and different stations. But, you know, essentially the job's the same. It's storytelling, it's telling Mm -hmm. people's stories. But it is that connection with people. And I think you can't can't buy that. You can't learn it. You have to. You can't fake it. So you can... (laughs) You know, and I think if people and people always want to hang on to the familiarity and the recognition. Yeah, that I think you're right. You know? You're absolutely right. And I think certainly during lockdown, that was yeah. that was something. Yes, that comfort, people, isn't it? I was lucky to be able to work all the way through that. Mm. I mean, at, at one point we did have a camera in my living room just in case, you know, mm. like Google Box, just in case we weren't able to go into mm. the studio, you know, because we weren't. You know, because things were grim. That yeah. first lockdown, it was it was grim. I mean, and it was so really uncertain. Bo- I mean, and ever changing. Oh, and, you know, and, right. and panic and familiarity mm-hmm. was good. Yeah, yeah, being able to, but me being able to work was great because that gave me structure in the day that a lot of people didn't have, um, and that was that was excellent. And we always tried in, in our show anyway to try, even though it was you know we were telling people dreadful things were happening. Always trying to find a wee bit of light. Like maybe mm. it was the kids doing amazing things or taking cakes to the hospital or yeah. you know doing marathons or running or you know and captain sir tom and all these all these things so there was always a little bit of light whilst yeah of course no, never shying away from just how serious and how mm-hmm. scary it was but at the same time trying to find a little bit of hope because i think that's awful important as well mm. well that's what we all need isn't it and so yeah, and, also, and also because but the old tragedy plus time equals comedy you need comedy to get through some oh of the, listen you, know. you, you have to have a sense of humor in mm. order to cope with this world i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really do and, and anything that we do we try to do that even we're doing a, a campaign just now about bowel cancer yeah. and of course you know our, our deborah who's got stage five bowel cancer who's launched this campaign who is amazing um, and, and Deborah always has humour. Yeah. You know, you have to, especially mm-hmm. when you talk about your bottom. It's going to be funny, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and yeah, I think it is the more that you can kind of like, it takes yeah, the power yeah. away, it takes the fear away. I think that's of comedy it takes the fear away. Yeah, I, I'm a bit tired of talking about bottoms. I've come Are across you? some oh, very nasty yes, ones well, in my life. Let's not go down that <laughs> mucky road again. You, you mentioned you have to stop saying that word mucky. I love no, it. No. Well, especially because you're dirty. Especially in reference to you. You, Mr. Um, Devlin. What was it? So you mentioned like covering your country, and you are a proud Scot, and you've done. I think there has been no one who's done more for the rehabilitation of the image of Dundee. You've brought so much attention. No, no, no. I would, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Do you miss living in Scotland? Because for years you were commuting up and down. I was. You're not living. Because you were in Dundee when the venue was open in Lochie and all that kind of stuff, weren't you? Yes. Cider and black. Thank God there's no. Thank God there was no. Oh, I know. I know. Thank God my dog can't talk. I'd be in jail. Exactly. Exactly. No, I I love Dundee. My husband's very. Proud of Dundonian, and, mm. and of course, we lived in Dundee for a long time. Mm. We lived right in the centre of Dundee and then Broad's Ferry, which is Dundee, yeah. uh, for a long, long time. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And I go home as often as I can. My mum and dad are still there, but it was just from a practical point of view. Now that I do, fa- I'm do- I do five days a week yeah. live, um, before I could pre record some shows that mm. I don't anymore, you know, obviously with the way things are in the world and with the pandemic and everything. So it just wasn't really practical. And mm. of course, during the pandemic, you couldn't. 
yeah. you know, we can't, so many of us didn't, you know, I didn't see my mum for months. In mm. fact, it was about a year before I saw mm. my mum. It was, it was awful. Thank God for Zoom and all that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do. I miss it. I miss the people. I miss the sense of humour. Um, and I, but I'm up a lot. I mean, I'm going to Orkney later on um, this month and I go there every year. Uh, I wasn't able to go, obviously, again during the pandemic. Mm. But Orkney is just where I go and it's like, wow this is great I can feel the stress oozing out of my body I, I love it there I could live there very very happily very happy especially as there's a place called Twat in Orkney oh is there oh, wonderful. oh nice I know a few of the inhabitants <laughs> <laughs> coming from a long line myself <laughs> it is a gorgeous, gorgeous part of the world everything about it I love but I just yeah. think it's it says sophisticated, cultured, gorgeous. It's so much to do, so much to see. I've been going there for about, God, it must be about 25 years now, and I still haven't seen everything. Yeah. You know, it's a whole lifetime to see everything. It's beautiful, beautiful. My but father yeah, wrote a book about Orkney called Against the this... Wind. It's because he lived in Stronsey. He lived in Stronsey. Right, I need to read that. I yeah. thought I'd read them all. Right, right. I need to read Against, that. Against the Wind by Douglas Sutherland. Fantastic! Thank you. See, every day is a school day, isn't it? Learn. We're always learning about what I do. As I, every single day, I learn something. With live television, have you yes. have you realised as has it changed since the pandemic and the restrictions that live television now feels like people are more are, are less nervous of being on live TV and allowing sort of incidents and accidents that, you know, that famous um, one where the guy was trying to do an interview and his wife came in chasing oh, after the kids. And do you, <laughs> have you felt that there's less, because there's so much pressure, I know, so much pressure on live television to kind of get it right. Has it, do you feel it's changed that people aren't as stressed with live television because people because of Zoom and everything, have accepted. Oh well, we'll see the kids running past without the nappy on. Or, yeah, doesn't matter. It doesn't mm. matter. I think you're right. I think that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that, but I think you're absolutely right. Um, people still get. It's really interesting. People still get very nervous about yeah. doing it. And but us, you can do it every day. Oh. It's a reality. Mm. It's what we do. You know, it's 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 absolutely fine. But you do, and 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 really big stars like I remember uh, Ray Fiennes came on the show a brilliant actor absolutely fantastic actor and he hated every single moment of it he just found it very nerve-wracking when he didn't have a part to play mm -hmm. rather than himself I mean he was he was a brilliant guest he was fantastic but you could see he was uncomfortable with it and a lot of actors are very uncomfortable with doing live telly because they can't see cuts can we do that again of course <laughs> they can't and that. they can't no. hide behind That's a character and the, exactly. the script exactly but I think you know I just think when things go wrong, and things go wrong all the time. I mean, things go wrong on a daily basis for us. It's just hopefully you'll never perhaps see that yeah. it did. You know, like, like things like we were supposed to um, have, you know, the lady that's in D.I. Roy, um, Perminda. Uh, we were supposed to have her. She was the actress that was in Bendit with Beckham. She mm -hmm. was in ER. Um, and she was supposed to be on from LA. And it was all fine. It was all set. And she was going to be on Zoom. And she just never turned up. And she just got <laughs> Wrong. that was all it was just a mistake with the times that's fine mm -hmm. we just do something else yeah. it's yeah. okay we've got you know we've got plans you can move things around and it's fine but things go wrong all the time i think the best thing to do if things do go wrong is don't try that it's not happening just no. say oh god that's well, quite funny you know, you it's know like just, just stand-up comedy you kind of have to be in the room and address if it if it happens yes, or something goes yes, wrong yes the hardest job in the world i don't know how you do it i don't know how anybody does it that oh, is i'm, a, I'm phoning it in these days i don't care <laughs> i'm very blase <laughs> but never in a million years of all the things that i think to myself oh we might have to go with that i could never do stand-up would you go oh, that politics? would be a challenge i'm going to get you to do stand-up oh, honestly love i couldn't i, I really I, I, I just know we i'd be so nervous all those people sitting with their arms folded, waiting to waiting to laugh. Oh, um, <laughs> Try Christmas scary. Day at Mary Devlin's house. It's oh. a similar situation. <laughs> Would you go into politics? Because I remember you were on Question Time <laughs> once. But no, no, no. No, I really wouldn't. I, I, I don't actually, to be honest, I, I don't know why at the moment people do go into public yeah. life. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult, especially especially for for women sadly mm -hmm. um and i think it's so tainted now yeah you know it's so tainted. i kind of think i can do more sort of you know on the outside pissing in than on the inside pissing out if you know what i mean oh, it's, yes. um, yeah, I, I i think it's i think certainly that the pandemic has shown up 
who who's good at communicating and who's a good leader. And regardless of politics, I think never mind what your politics are. I think Nicola Sturgeon has been an amazing communicator mm-hmm. and incredibly honest. And the great thing about her is when she comes on any show, including mine, including GMB and this well, morning and all of the yeah. shows, she is honest. You know, she's honest and she'll answer the question. She never shies away from that. Mm. And and I wish more of them were like that. And I wish it wasn't. I wish there wasn't all this one-upmanship and trying to trip people up. I mean, I, I want to hear what they've got to say. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I always give people the chance to say, I mean, obviously I'm going to, you know, it's got to be a conversation and a debate, but mm. I think, and sometimes if they are horrendously awful, they, they damn themselves by the more they say, you know, give them enough rope and all that. No, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. <laughs> Nicola Sturgeon does answer a question. I think that's the frustration yeah. around a lot of politicians. Just, just yeah. answer what you've been asked something. Yeah, so, she feels I mean, like, like Beck Cooper, like Ed Balls. I know Ed Balls isn't in politics anymore, but when he was, I mean, it's being a human being, and that's the trouble with an awful lot of them mm-hmm. now. I don't know whether they are, whether they think that maybe they get some sort of weird training. It's obviously the wrong training. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, but it's so important. Be a human being. Be a you know, human be being, a- being accessible and answering the question that you've been asked. I mean, again, mm-hmm. it is a matter of opinion whether or not you believe what that person's saying, yeah. but at least you have the choice sure. to decide rather than and just it should not be the viewers. The question. Yeah. Exactly. Or the listeners, it should be or the readers. It should be it should be up to them that give people the opportunity to put forward their case and to actually answer the blinking mm-hmm. question. And do you know what? If you don't know the answer, it's okay. Yeah. You know, as people a lot of interviewers do this thing of points going, tell me how many police officers we've got mm. in the island of sky mm-hmm. and, and and actually i don't know but do you know what i can google it in a minute yeah. you know do you know what i mean don't, they always try to sort of trip them up and catch them out and trip them up of course yeah they should well, know. but the element of, of trust has gone and i think because oh, so many has. people have lied and it's been found sad. to be lying yeah. and as we continue Could, on this journey continual lies yeah, keep that's the one thing that I liked about Kay Burley asking people about breaking of restrictions was she was the best person because she broke them herself. So I always thought that was really good. <laughs> you know, you've got to have honesty from both sides. Hi, Kay. Hope you had a super sexy 60. Um, Lorraine, you are twice decorated by our royal family. Your philanthropic work is too long to list. What's next? Well, is it um, binge drinking and blackouts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll join you. That's where we're headed. That's a given. Isn't it? <laughs> I, would, I would love to do more radio. Um, I do a podcast with my little girl called um, What If, and uh-huh. I really like that. I really enjoyed that because we've just talked to people that have, got, again, it's, a, it's people who have got amazing stories, you know, mm-hmm. just brilliant stories to tell. And I absolutely love that. Um, I'd like to do more of that. I'd like to do more radio. And eventually, one day, I will write that book. I will write that novel. Um, and, and just for me, you mm-hmm. know, it'd be wonderful if other people could read it as well mm-hmm. and enjoy it. But I feel as if it's something that I've wanted to do for ages. But that's a proper real job. Yeah. You know, that's demanding. That's hard. That's, you know, that's sitting in front of a blank screen. And, and just, I mean, that's the joy of it. That's mm-hmm. the excitement of mm-hmm. it. But you need to give that 100%. And I'm definitely going to do that, hopefully sooner rather than later. That's what I would absolutely love to do. Can can we? Because, as you know, this is called Be Honest. So we're going to do... We've had some questions in from listeners. Oh, jeez. So thinking cap on, Jojo, try and remember what we discussed in the car. (laughs) Well, it was Aldi or Little. Well, yes, so Be Honest, Aldi or Little, which do you prefer? Um, That's a tough one. I think Aldi because you can buy anything in there. Like you could actually buy an house. engine if you have a boat and are an anchor <laughs> and cheese and a crown and a tiara and Aye. a thing and a thing for your dog and maybe a dog. Um, so probably <laughs> the variety I think in Aldi is oh, maybe more. Okay. Especially that bit in the middle where they have all the funny things. Yes. There's yes, only other the one thing in yeah, it's, I love, I love that. Yeah, you yeah, can get so cashew think... nuts, failed comedians, <laughs> that kind of the Isle of Non-Style. <laughs> of, of madness, it's just wonderful. So yeah, I think I'll do for variety okay. and surprise element. And being honest, have you ever uh-huh. under? Because you like me, you like a wee sherry, <laughs> and Absolutely. we know uh, there's a very famous story of you pulling an all nighter. Um, and then going into your work. But have you ever I done anything that's embarrassed yourself in someone's house because you were a bit pissed? Um, probably. Pissed you don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember. Mm. And there is something about, I mean, I'm 
there is something about being in somebody's house where it's you just relax, don't Safe, you? And isn't you probably, it? And you, you guzzle a lot more than you would guzzle outside because I think I've always got that self-edit button in the back of my mind if I'm out and about ah. <coughs> that you don't want to fall out of the taxi or you don't want to no. you know do anything. But it's not as much embarrassing me because I don't really care about that, but mm. I don't want to embarrass my wee girl. No, I don't exactly. want to. No. I don't, well, no, I mind you, I make a mission of that to embarrass my children. Has anyone ever double-crossed you? Has anyone ever, in a private time, taken advantage and sold a story to the paper or... You know. um, not really, because I'm so boring. So <laughs> that they, would that they would make something up? <laughs> you know, but no, not really. I've got friends. My friends are my friends that I've had really since school. Most yeah. of them, my bestest friend I've known since I was mm-hmm. twelve, mm-hmm. or it's people that I really know very, very well. I'm quite. I'm quite private, believe it or not, and I'm quite quiet in company. Like, my husband's the life and soul of the party. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely, I mean, he's the man that you want. Um, you know, if things are kind of lagging, he's the person that will bring it all to life and, and all of that. He's really good, and I tend to be a wee bit quiet. And I think there's that wee working class thing that you don't want to be a show off. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to be like, you know, like, well, what did you do this week? I mean, I'm not likely to go, oh, well, you know, I was out talking to Benedict Cumberbatch and I was out doing this and that because I just think that's a little bit, yeah, it's that kind yeah. of Scottish thing of that's a wee bit showy offy. No, absolutely. <laughs> You'd be and called a bamport, really, yeah. wouldn't you? They'd say, yeah, attention seeking <laughs> bamport. No one's interested. Oh, yeah, and you Pipe know, down. everyone would be talking about you behind your back going, oh, you see what she's put up now. Do you know what I mean? So. My pals are just my pals. And sometimes they'll say to me, you know, oh, I saw you with that one and what you like. But then, you know, we go on to talk about Dundee United and how they're doing, our, our kids or, or our dogs, usually. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's it's good. It's good because I don't, I don't really have, if you like, show busy pals. I mean, because my friends are like, like Mark Hayes, I don't consider. I thought you were saying like, because they're all I, awful. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because they're just like my, my pals. Yeah. You know, okay, you might be off the telly, Mark and Doctor mm-hmm. Hillary, but they're my, you know, they're my friends and Doctor Amir. They're just like. How old is Doctor Hillary? Because he's still very handsome. Oh he's my god! But he's still no, you know, well put together. He looks good. He's fantastic. I think he's sixty-seven. Really? No. Do you know that's I all down to apple cider vinegar? Gargling. I really. Well, I don't know, but whatever he's doing, it's working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's fantastic. I mean, mm. he's helped all of us over the years, and especially during the pandemic. I mean, it is in the morning like a doctor's surgery. I mean, there is a queue of people, you know, saying to doctor, oh, that's so nice. oh, this is so nice. Very, very reassuring. And just, yeah, voice of reason. He's a good man. He's a really, really good man and always helps everybody out, which is great. You know, behind the scenes, just make a big fuss about it. You know, he's helped Kate a lot and he's helped... All of us, you know, if our friends and our family were worried about them, he's always really good like that. He's a good man. Oh, I, do you know something? And it's the thing I'll, I'll part on. I watched the documentary about Kate and just thought, mm-hmm. my God, you are she's remarkable. Amazing. That's yeah. just she's, she's nothing amazing. short of phenomenal. She is incredible. Yeah. I, I don't know where she gets that inner strength. Um, it is quite remarkable. Uh, and, and she, you know, her their relationship has changed, you know, from being a, a, a wife yeah. and, and she is now virtually a carer mm-hmm. but the love the love that shone out of that documentary just the way that she looked at him the way that he looked at her the love is still there mm. very very much so and all we're just we're all just hoping that you know every single day hopefully you'll get a little bit better yeah. it's gonna be a long process um but certainly you know if you could measure it in love he would yeah. it, it will i'm hoping that it will happen but i think that's why all of us were so Covid was struck home to yeah. us very, very early on because you know obviously Derek was was one of the first and one of the most badly affected, yeah, affected. Um, by the whole thing and and that brought it home to us that you know for goodness sake get your jabs and yeah. be careful and do you know follow the rules mm-hmm. and that's why I get so angry about when people don't and especially you know especially with Partygate and all of that and I know people all party were fed up with that actually no we're not because all of us that lived through and and saw what it did to families you know we've all got we've all know people who've been affected badly and yeah but Kate's uh she's a phenomenon she really is she's a great a great woman and she's the strength is unbelievable And can I ask one final, final thing? I still have the front cover of Boys magazine you were on dressed up as a New York cop. <laughs> revealing stuff about truncheons and poppers. If I get that to you, can you sign it? 
Absolutely. Oh, totally. Wasn't that wonderful? I got a whole new fan base with that one. But you were great. you were very open because you kind of admitted to the fact that you enjoyed a horizontal refreshment al fresco. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, but that's... Lorraine <laughs> Kelly. I'm oh, giving Lorraine. you your two names now. Lorraine, you could not be having extramarital <laughs> affairs on mountains now. Oprah would go wild. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they certainly went. They certainly with my husband and his old family. Definitely a one-off. Definitely a one-off. Isn't it nice that's to visit the past? <laughs> You can't oh, believe that. that was such a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we've all got that. And thank God, no social media. Absolutely. You're like <laughs> no, just, an elephant. Just, You're just never forgetting. Well, I'm the size of an elephant. But no, but that's, <laughs> that's the thing. That is, no, I remember reading that yeah. thinking, wow, fantastic. Yeah. But I, also, I also mess with people and, and sometimes I'm quite naughty. <laughs> <So it's, laughs> Listen, the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to. That's going to be a quote somewhere. We've all Lorraine been Kelly and horizontal refreshment. <laughs> horny horizontal refreshment with breakfast goddess. I, mean, I know you're naughty, but you're very naughty. That's fine. I think I think a bit of naughtiness is all right. Absolutely, it keeps naughtiness the heart, is what we need. Keeps the heart ticking. A sense of humour and um, yeah. Right. I know we're all just um, we're all just human beings trying Absolutely. to Absolutely, yeah, getting one foot in front of the yeah. other. Oh. Lorraine, <laughs> it has been real and it's been fantastic. Lovely. Thank you so much for joining oh, us. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much. That was really lovely. I'm now going to go and take my wee doggies out for a walk yes. and talk to them because they're wonderful um, listeners and they are never judging me. Lorraine, do you know that woman that's walking up and down There's in the background? In the background. I'm wondering if she's taking stuff. Oh, no, she's, no, 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 no. She's fine. She's, she's just helping me out. Oh, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a wee extension and then I'm having to move things and sort of. Um. In fact, I've told them to, to shush for a minute. But yeah, <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so you. much for joining us. Nice An absolute pleasure. Thanks for your It's time. great to talk to you guys. Take care of yourself. And if you need, um, message me and we'll get Susie to give you a wee call. Oh, would you mind? Help you because she helped me through all of that. That's probably why I keep saying to everybody, oh, the app's dead easy. It's because Susie not. sort of helped me through right. it and. And you do, you know, you know what it's like with anything like that. Yeah. You, you just no, I will do that. Would be great because, as I say, I'm I'm now into paying for it because my two months free have gone, <laughs> and uh, so I want to get value for money. I and mean, yeah. the, the chip roll at midnight but last night didn't help, listen, but you know, I honestly found it okay. I've lost about a stone and a half since since January because wow. I put on so much weight. During, well, I put on an awful lot of weight very quickly. Um, over the pandemic with big chocolate plates at night and Steve has got no sense of portion control. Oh, neither do he, I. He, he just has this, you know, he, I sometimes watch him cooking because I don't cook. He does everything. He's brilliant and Rosie cooks as well. And um, I'm like, how many people are coming? And he's like, what are you talking about? It's only me and you. And I'm like, Steve, you've made enough to feed a bloody army. And then, of course, it's put in front of me and, you know, and you we don't like it. waste. No. No. How was, brilliant. how was the dip that you made on your Instagram live? That looked nice. It actually, I have to say, it was all right and I did eat it. Oh. And it was actually okay. okay. So they, I can see you're shocked and surprised. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand the tofu, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Thank you. Guys. Thanks, Lorraine. Season love. Bye. 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 Bye.